This episode, folks, well, first, Digital Dudes Podcast, I'm David, and you know that guy, Reed? Yeah, I'm Reed, yeah. and this is your Frankenstein episode. Frankenstein episode, yeah. <laughs> Too bad it's not around Halloween. Yeah. Um, well, we're talking about dynamic ads, and I forgot to hit the record button, so we'll, we'll fix that, sort of. Uh, but bear with us in the first couple minutes of audio of this episode. Uh, but it's a snack size episode, as Reed likes to call it, probably, heck, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes. Just a quick idea um, that, that came to us around using dynamic ads and how you can work with your agency with dynamic ads on Facebook and, and uh, Google through this coronavirus um, sort of turbulent time. I don't know if there's anything else to say about this app. No. I'll keep it clean. Yeah. <laughs> Short and clean. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you on the other side. You know, I always start these things off with, all right, Reed, now we're talking about, I don't want to start off with all right this time. So (laughs) uh, this time. We're talking about dynamic ads. And this, this struck me, one, because we've been, I don't know, neck deep in working on, or I guess Adam has, but now you and I ancillarily, is that the word, ancillarily? Is that a word? Uh, I think I'd call bullshit on that if we were playing Scrabble. Okay. <laughs> From the side? Yeah. On the side? That probably works better. Uh, for probably a year, but um, it's been more front and center. Since on the we, periphery. How about yeah, that? there you go, periphery. Um, but for the last like six months or so, we've been running it on, on a handful of clients. And, di- and by dynamic ads, what, what, uh, when I say that, what I mean is um, updating, updating your ad copy or ad images and copy um, on demand. And the on demand could be on some sort of a schedule like every morning or, or on a 24-hour cycle, or it could frankly be in real time. But uh, that's what I mean by dynamic ads. And this could, this could be paid search or paid social in this case. You could get into programmatic display with dynamic ads, but it there's there's frankly a lot of cost associated with that. If um, so, I'm going to ignore that for now and just focus on sort of like the easier or the more atta- obtainable for most companies, which is going to be dynamic search ads is probably the most obtainable, and then dynamic Facebook ads probably next, um, depending on what vendor you're working with. But where I wanted to go with this was to talk about with and I I know we've said I I didn't want to go too much into coronavirus or COVID, you know, 19, I almost said 15, 19, but frankly, it's front and center with a lot of people. And that's what had me thinking about dynamic ads. And so you don't even know what I'm here to talk about, but here's what we're here to talk about. Because of everything that's happening so quickly and how things are changing week to week with coronavirus and what can, like, um, is your city or state or county on lockdown? Um, What are you guys doing for tours? Like, uh, are you taking tours? Are you doing virtual tours? Heck, we don't even, do you even have someone manning the office right now? How are you handling calls? Because all of that's changing so fast, it struck me, like, isn't this more of a time than ever to really think? talk with your vendor about running dynamic ads. And um, usually vendors, when they talk about it, they're thinking about pricing and availability. So what is our price today on a one bedroom? What is our availability on a one bedroom? And it updates your paid search copy, for example, or turns on a campaign or turns off a campaign. So, oh shoot, all of a sudden we have one bedrooms available, turn it on. Well, that's great. But if your dynamic ads, if your hours of, hours of operation have changed or the way you're doing tours, it seems like that could also be something that you should be updating dynamically. So, hey, this week we're only open, 
nine to three or whatever, right? Or we're only taking tours via Facebook Live or whatever. So go to this, go to this link. And then it hit me as I was thinking through this chain, uh, what about budget? So because things are changing constantly, pricing availability uh, specifically, I think budget, and because of the lockdowns, budgets are probably changing like constantly. So the way that dynamic ads works with both Google and Facebook is you can set up with something as easy as a Google sheet, um, these different parameters where, hey, client changes X, Y, Z field about pricing or about availability and automatically it's live on Facebook. And you can still have your agency managing the, um, the rest of the creative or the ad targeting, conversions, all of that, the pacing, all of that stuff. But you as the marketer could be updating that and then it could be changing your ads in real time. And there's a lot of benefits to this because even if you email your vendor, say, hey, uh, we have a lot of one bedrooms available, hey, or, or we're out of one bedrooms, you can't, um, they have to build a new ad. And then even if it's Google or Facebook, that new ad has to reestablish a quality score, which then impacts how effective that ad is. Versus if you, if you use dynamic ads, if you change your one bedrooms or whatever, it dynamically updates the ad and the ad maintains the same quality score that it had before. So if your Google ads are already getting a nine or a 10 on quality score, your cost per click could be 40, 50% lower than it would be if you had just not even mentioning the time lag that your agency had to get, get live and make the change. So that's my long-winded setup for this. I love it. <laughs> I mean, it, it does make sense uh, for everything that you said, so I won't rehash or repeat it, but uh, I'll add this, um, and I don't know technically what is or isn't possible. But we've been talking about text analytics and social listening for a while, um, but that also seems like you know this would be an opportune time to try and connect those as far as mm-hmm. what kind of creative you're putting out based on you know sentiment and what kind of dialogues happening you know within social channels so you know while covid-19 is dominating kind of everybody's thoughts right now uh what are Holy some of these son of a bitch what? i didn't even uh did we not hit record i didn't hit record <laughs> hang on okay let me hit record I thought you did. Oh my God. Did I? Well, we could stitch the audio maybe from the, from the video to this. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Oh my God. Where were you? Just talking about text analytics and social listening. Um, If you could create dynamic, or develop dynamic creative according to sentiment, um, I think that becomes super interesting because then you're really tapping into something that nobody has before, which is, you know, what's happening like in the intimate space or not so intimate, I should say, of social media um, and how you could get an advantage um, by directly like kind of addressing that instead of through the traditional path, which would be, oh, let me respond to that comment or let me retweet this, that it's actually finding its way into uh, some of your creative, like yeah. your ad creative. Well, I love that you said that because that also just made me realize when I when I say copy, you, what we could also mean are the specials. So specials are constantly changing right now. And 
frankly, um, you know, with Google turning off reviews in some cases, in some in some areas where people can't leave reviews, you and I have recently had conversations with customers who were saying, hey, if you're getting good response from the way you guys are handling the COVID situation, make sure you put those quotes on the website or, or to utilize those in your advertisements. So you could do the same thing here where your dynamic ad, you have a, a copy area that could be headline two or headline three in your search ad that automatically swaps out and gives like, uh, you could use your quote of the week or something, but it would allow you to say, hey, we've gotten this, here's what we're doing. Like, here's a response we've gotten from a client that's really happy or, hey, here's what we're doing today as of whatever, March X, right, on uh, regarding COVID. We're cleaning our spaces twice a day or we're whatever, whatever, but it could basically be like a PSA announcement inside your ad, which may sound funny to use your ad as like a PSA, but I'm saying it more because if I was looking for an apartment right now, I would I would be nervous about like, well, how are you handling the situation? But if I see three ads on the page and I see one of them that's COVID specific and I see two others that are more of the same, like two months free, I'm like, well, you've got my attention because you are up to date, you know. On totally, totally agree. So the I don't want to get too much into what we plan to do a future episode on about uh, how to work more effectively with your vendor, but this whole concept to me just maybe we're at the end of the rope of it was like, if you, I would talk to your vendor, uh, specifically your paid search and paid social vendor, ask them, Hey, do you guys have the ability to do dynamic ads? And could we, if so, um, let's share a Google sheet because you can pull, you can pull the scripts and connect them to those ad platforms, decide on what you guys are all going to be comfortable with pricing availability, or maybe skip those because you're worried about manually updating those too much. There's your vendor if they're good with JavaScript, they could they could take in your your um, ILS feed or your MITS feed and do that already. But if they're not good with that stuff or don't have the resources or the time, then maybe you want to like leave pricing and availability off to the side and just have at least a sheet, one sheet where you can just put in copy where you may change out your special when it's ready or change out your COVID you know headline or whatever when it's ready. Yeah. Well, and on the retargeting front. Um you know, the dynamic retargeting. And we talked a little bit about, I mean, this isn't, I guess, uh, really as related uh, as going to go to YouTube on this, but um, based on like, you know, the videos, but a lot of folks don't have a whole lot of production like per property. Uh, but getting back to the website, that that's just one other op, uh, key place that you could deliver some dynamic retargeting. So based on the floor plan, of course, many of those are not, don't have their own URL. So that makes it challenging as far as, uh, you know, what you can serve up. Connecting it mm. to the whole scarcity, it's like, hey, you clicked on floor plan A, we have two of those left, and then tomorrow, you know, we have none. Mm-hmm. Um, therefore, we don't serve that ad. Yeah. No, I like that. Um, and you clicked on these amenities, right? Like, you spent more time, like, looking at our pool. So, therefore, guess what? You're going to get served a pool, but this person over here, when they visited our website, they spent time looking at our, our yoga like classes or whatever. But that that that's uh, and I know you'll have an opinion here, but that's the disadvantage of many of these templates that we see is they don't have that many pages indexed, and so they are missing an opportunity for dynamic retargeting. Yeah, um, and frankly, in this industry, a lot of times it's hard to work with a vendor on that because the tech is so expensive. So you'll remember in automotive, the setup fee for dynamic ads used to be twenty five hundred bucks, I believe. Yeah, it's just steep. Yeah, but I think I would. Be stunned if that price hadn't come down. Yeah, yeah, there's different tech that you can do, like um, clip centric or a couple of these other things, that, where you can get in with a lower price point, but it requires more sweat equity from 
either your agency or yourself to get set up. And most folks probably lack the expertise at first to set that up themselves. So they're probably going to need to work with their agency on it. And so then the agency may have to charge a startup fee unless they've been able to scale it. But to your point, like just being able to, to segment, um, we talked about in the, in the COVID webinar on um, floor plan views versus homepage views. And just, I mean, you could do, I mean, to call it dynamic ad or dynamic retargeting is almost a misnomer, but it's the, it's the very basic version of that is show a different ad to your, uh, to folks that only go to your homepage versus folks that have been to the floor plan page. That would be already a significant step forward compared to showing the same ad all the time. And we see that constantly with, um, um, folks right now are scared about showing about retargeting ads already, because if they show like a two months free special to a current resident that went to the website to pay their bill, and now they're coming up for, you know, renewal and they're like, Hey, I saw you have a special. It's like, eh, I'm going to raise your rent 10%. I'm not going <laughs> to, and you don't get the special right. that can really create some really upset folks. So instead, if you, I guess like, yeah, if you do have maybe a more general branding campaign, if they've only been to certain pages versus if they've been to this converting pages like the uh, floor plan page, or perhaps like if they click schedule a tour. So you could, you could do these different ad segments on schedule a tour versus the floor plan page. Yep. Um, but then quickly back to that Google sheet, if you're sharing a sheet with your agency, one thing you could also do as, as I sort of highlighted at the top is adjust your budget. So, um, instead of firing off cancellations and whatever back and forth, if you could work with your vendor in this current state when things are a little bit crazy, say like, hey, I would like to be able to update my budgets on just a Google Sheet. Let's sign an MSA and let's agree that like, let's just kind of get through this together. Um, the one thing you'll have to make sure you've got handled with your vendor is the SLAs on, hey, if I change a budget in a sheet, what are how soon are you going to get that done? Because uh, your vendor may be nervous about hooking that straight up to had ad spend, where you uh, didn't sign a contract and you drop in one hundred thousand dollars, and and it just fires off the campaign. Right, <laughs> that can be problematic. Um, but also is the billing because it is super hard to bill on actuals, like what actually was spent on these ad platforms. There's just so many different line items you have to consolidate. It becomes a nightmare both for accounts payable and accounts receivable. Um, so both ends of the spectrum. But yeah, I think I got out my main. I guess PSA. This is just a quick, um, yeah, quick thought hit. I had. Yeah. What did we call these snacks? Snacks. Sure. Podcast snacks. Podcast snacks. snacks. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Have a snack. All right. Well, if there's nothing much more to say, then no. Tune in for the next one. Yeah. Catch you later. <laughs>